Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Evolve Wellness Experience. It's Dr. Bill Jensen here with you again today. And today, my guest is none other than Dr. Wendy Trubo. And she's up in Massachusetts right now, and she's coming in via Zoom with us here today. But uh, she's going to be diving into a, a topic that we've never really touched on before, and, and those are environmental toxins and how they affect our overall health and well-being. So this is something that's going to be uh, definitely applicable to everybody out there listening today. And so I hope you enjoy. All right, so welcome back. Uh, so, Dr. Wendy, welcome to the show here today. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Sounds good. So, um, you're up in Massachusetts right now, and as I always like to kind of dive into uh, with with each one of my guests that I bring on to the show here, uh, just give our listeners a, a little bit more information about who you are and how you got into uh, what you're doing right now. And you have a, a book, as I understand, called uh, Dirty Girls. So, what inspired you to write the book? Yeah, I'm a hot mess medically, and it came to a boiling point. There's sort of two, I'm like a camel, right? So the the first hump of the camel's back happened when I was 35, and I had been sick for 20 years with all kinds of random things. So when I finally figured out what was going on at 35, I had hair loss, brain fog, memory loss, anxiety, thyroid dysfunction, irritable bowel. So on any given day, I could have constipation or diarrhea or maybe both, Mm -hmm. bloating and gas. I had terrible periods. I had fertility challenges. I had heart palpitations. I had asthma. Everything hurt and I was wasting. So I was um, was about 10 pounds thinner than I am now. And I was just really just wasn't right. But because it had developed so slowly, I didn't really know something was drastically wrong. But uh, I, could, I got out of bed because I was the primary breadwinner at the time. And that's really it. Otherwise, I would not have gotten out of bed. And my husband was finishing his residency and was mentoring with one of the local Boston functional medicine docs. And he said to me, look, our insurance is changing when I graduate residency. So why don't you go see my mentor who currently accepts our insurance? And maybe he can figure out what's going on. <clears throat> so I went to him and he did this huge workup. And at 35, I got diagnosed with celiac disease, which is an autoimmune disease, which means I'm allergic to the proteins in gluten. I can't digest them. And it's autoimmune and it, it makes you nutrient deficient and can be you can either be overweight or underweight. I was underweight. And then it causes all this inflammation. So I had all those issues. So at 35, I figured this out. And then I spent the next... 14 years, 13 years working on my health. And because I had been undiagnosed for so long, I had all of those sort of bundled issues that I had to untangle. So I I learned about celiac, went gluten-free, then applied all of these functional medicine principles to my health and started to untangle it, went into functional medicine because I was so inspired by it. And then fast forward to 48, we come to the second camel's hump when I came back from a vacation to Notre Dame, Paris, and the month after I came back, I lost a ton of hair, like to the point where my hairdresser was like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. And it continued. And then I gained a whole bunch of weight and I had a rash on my face and I had fatigue. And I'm like, now what? Right? Effing perimenopause. So I checked my hormones and 
they were perfect. And then I checked my thyroid because that's, of course, what anyone thinks when they're their gain weight and lose hair is my thyroid must be off, right? So my thyroid was perfect, better than it had ever been actually. Then I checked my gut because in functional medicine, all disease starts in the gut. I checked my gut and it's pretty darn good, especially for a celiac with long-term inflammation. It was good. I was like, okay, I have no idea what's going on. And then one day uh, I heard a report about how when Notre Dame burned, it released 500 tons of lead dust into the air. And oh, wow. the closer you were, right? The closer you were to Notre Dame, the more exposure you got. And I looked at my husband. We had taken our whole family and spent a week in France, slogging through the dust right at Notre Dame. And I was like, oh my God, I got a lead, ex- we all got a lead exposure, but I'm the sick one. And so I did the testing and, you know, I have access to all this testing. So I, I frequently will do tests on myself because I'm a data hog and I love the info. So I had previously done heavy metals testing and I was slightly positive for lead and being a bad doctor, I ignored it. Okay. Things I didn't know then that I should have known, I ignored it. So I retested the lead and it was 25% higher. That got my attention. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh crap, I really got a lead exposure. And so I I then tested for mycotoxins, which are the toxins that mold puts out when it's in your body. And I had five different strains of those in my body. And then because I'm apparently a glutton for punishment, I was like, well, I'll also test for the environmental toxins. And I ended up having about eight of them. And those are things like gasoline fumes, nail polish, phthalates, plastics, styrenes, random things, right? I'm like, how would I get that? But you live on this earth, you pick it up. And I looked at my husband and I said, I'm such a dirty girl. And then he said, and we're going to write that book because I'm the poster child for healthy living and I have all these issues. So what do people who may not be as far along in their path be accumulating and just chalk it up to, oh, I'm just getting older and chalk up their diabetes, heart disease, difficulty losing weight, headaches, brain fog, Alzheimer's, whatever. Just Mm -hmm. chalk it up to getting older. It's not getting older. It's getting more toxic. Yeah. Because the longer you live, the more toxins you accumulate. Mm Mm-hmm. So that started me on this path, and here we are. I still do functional medicine, but I specialize in toxin evaluation and removal. Right. I'm really cleaning up your life. So your so your journey when you started having all these these health issues, you were already in med school at that time, or is it prior to that? Um, I, so when I went to med school, I had irritable bowel, but uh-huh. I didn't know that's what it was called. I just thought that that's how your gut was going to work. I literally had no idea. Mm -hmm. And I just knew. So this was after med school. I was already an attending physician practicing OBGYN and I was so sick. And so it was um, five years after residency when I got diagnosed. Okay. So almost 10 years after med school. Oh, okay. So you were well within in practice at that time and everything. So yeah. 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 But you at that there was really no formal training, I don't imagine, in medical school regarding like all these different types of things that you look no. at. I remember learning about celiac. Actually, I re- it's kind of weird because I have a lot of memory loss. Which really, celiac really messed with my memory. And I remember learning about celiac and thinking that was like the weirdest disease one could have. Mm-hmm. But it was one line. It was like, yep, celiac sprue, you're allergic to gluten, you get rid of it. That was it. You know, there was nothing about environmental health or environmental toxicants. There was none of that in med mm. school. Yeah. So I really did have to kind of teach myself. Yeah. You would just eliminate the the allergen and then you would probably medicate with a corticosteroid <clears throat> for the inflammation until it 
it, it got better and then just tried to manage yeah. as best as you could from there. Yeah. Yeah. I never went on corticosteroids. I didn't need that. Mm -hmm. But I, I did eliminate the gluten and mm -hmm. have worked on, you know, it's almost like being punished. When you eliminate gluten, you get more sensitive to exposures. And so I've been working on quieting down the immune response. Mm hmm. Cool. So that's what you specialize in now. So how do like environmental toxins, you know, and, and what's the big picture? How does it really affect our health? And, and obviously, yeah. on, and what's its role in our immune response? Yeah, so I would say that pretty much everything that humans experience and chalk up to just getting old or genetics, you can track back to toxins. So diabetes, that is a dysfunctional management of blood sugar. What causes that? Inflammation. What causes inflammation? Toxins. Mm -hmm. Heart disease. Inflammatory in nature. Cancer. The end result of inflammation is cancer. Yes. It's inflammation gone awry and gone crazy and run amok. Mm -hmm. Degenerative disease, autoimmune disease. None of, none of us are, this is not our legacy. Our legacy is not to get sick. Mm -hmm. But because we have so many exposures across every facet of our lives and the exposure is linear, meaning the older you are, the more exposure you have because it accumulates in your body and you just, you know, you're like, okay, cool. We think of it like a bank account, right? You just accumulate toxins. It's not a good thing. Mm. And as you get more toxic, if you can't deal with it, you start to have symptoms. And what those symptoms are are what we call diseases like diabetes, heart disease, obesity, autoimmune disease, Hashimoto's, thyroid dysfunction, heart, you name it, and I will argue that it tracks back to toxins. So toxins, so obviously then the, the big question and the obvious thing I'm sure people are wondering about, like, okay, there's all these different toxins that our body gets exposed to and they can create all these different diseases that we just chalk up to getting older as time is going on or something else going on, but, you know, where are these toxins actually coming from? Like, where's our exposures yeah. happening most often, do yeah. you think? Okay, so let's let's talk about the three buckets of exposure and then the three ways you get exposed. And and if you're listening and you're like, oh, could I be exposed? Look, I'm not gonna keep you in suspense. The answer is yes, you're being exposed. You live on this earth, you're exposed. So the three types of major toxicants, heavy metals, the big four, which are in the top, the the buried in the EPA, they, they've listed out a part of the EPA, there's a smaller group, and they've listed out the top 200 toxicants. And four heavy metals are in the top seven. So those four heavy metals are mercury, lead, arsenic, and cadmium. Okay, okay? so you're getting people think of arsenic as rice, and that's accurate. Uh, you get mercury in a number of ways, but particularly fish and fillings and industrial processes and wildfires. Mm -hmm. When the and uh, and uh, when the wildfires occur, it releases all of the stored mercury back into the environment. And there's been a lot of wildfires recently. Oh yeah, lead is uh, lead pipes, industrial processes. If you live in a house built before 1978. If you were born before 1978 and you grew up in the 60s and 70s, there was lead in the gasoline. So you got lead that way. And then cadmium is from West Coast oysters and smoking, industrial processes. The all, uh, all of these you can get from being born because your mother, when she's pregnant, gives you 50% of her body stores of toxins. So- Oh, wow. 
the very fact that you were born, you got your mom's toxins. And if she nursed you or breastfed you, you got additional toxins through that process. If you're nursing, keep nursing, but just know nursing is a detox event for you and a tox up event for the baby. So the, the metals are those four. There's other ones, there's thallium, you get it from California organic vegetables and fruits, but those are the big four and they, they are implicated in cancer, hypertension, heart disease, diabetes, hearing loss, hair loss, uh, organ failure, you name it, and cancer. So they're pretty nasty. Then there's mycotoxins. These are the toxins that mold puts out when it's in your body. When you take a step back and go, well, I don't have any black mold growing on my ceiling, my response is, well, one out of every two buildings has had water damage in the country. I'm only talking about United States. England, it's even much higher. You know, London is notoriously moldy. Mm -hmm. And so if you've gone to school in, lived in, worked in, driven in, whatever, visited, hung out in, you've been exposed to mycotoxins. And if you're genetically susceptible, those will hang out in you. And they're implicated in degenerative diseases, autoimmune diseases, cancer, skin things, eczema, psoriasis, itching, rash, uh, brain fog. And so these are also pretty nasty. And then there's other, that other category, which is everything outside of those two things, your flame retardant in your bed, the formaldehyde in your dry cleaning, the plastic in your clothing, your makeup, your the microplastics, the, the phthalates in your body, beauty products, the nail polish, the gasoline fumes, there's just uh, the electrical EMFs that you're exposed to. It's, mm-hmm. it's really a, a never ending list. And so that sets the stage. And now you go, okay, well, how am I getting exposed to these things to circle back to what you actually asked, which is how are people getting exposed? You get exposed in one of three ways, or maybe all three ways. You eat food, you drink something. If you're eating food that has herbicides, pesticides, insecticides, is grown non-organically, you're getting exposed to a range of toxins. Glyphosate is the most common uh, herbicide in the world. Its use appears to increase every seven, about every seven years by 50%. And it messes up your gut and it messes up the bacteria in your gut. And it also is implicated in a number of cancers. Mm -hmm. So you eat it. If you drink alcohol, that's a direct toxin. I mean, think of it, Bill. If I was like, hey, Billy, you want to nice glass of beer in fact take one for each hand and it's actually let's back up if i said billy one one cup of toxin just drink it dude you'd be like this chick's crazy okay but whenever you drink alcohol you're actually drinking a direct toxin the liver knows it's you know all hands on deck when you drink alcohol the liver needs to deal with it because it's so toxic so you drink your toxins if you're drinking from single-use plastic water bottles you're drinking toxins because those are endocrine disrupting. What does that mean? It means that you're more likely to have dysfunctional periods, messed up transitions in your life, either into menstruating or out of menstruating. It's what makes men grow breasts because they have estrogen dominance. Mm-hmm. Not, it a, not causes a good look, fibroids. by the way. Not a good luck. Oh my gosh. <laughs> One of my kids said to a relative once, a man, you have breasts. Do you know you have breasts? And I was like, oh my God. Kids but that's an like estrogen <laughs> dominant state, right? Yeah, she was four. So, so 
those are not things that we're aspiring to. Breast cancer, fibroid tumors, we're not aspiring to these things, but they're very common. And so you're, you're ingesting toxins throughout your day. That's one way. The other way is you put it directly on your body. You're, you're male, so you, I'm assuming, use fewer products than I do. But by the time females have sat down to their day, I'm not going to say left the house because maybe you work from home. So by the time you sit down for your day after getting ready, females have used anywhere from 150 to 250 products. And those are not clean most of the time. They have phthalates, plastic, endocrine disruptors in them. And though your skin is your biggest organ and mm -hmm. it can either help you detox or it can tox up. So you're absorbing toxins through your skin, through your shampoo, conditioner, hair product, makeup, facial products, lotions, exfoliants. If you're wearing clothes that went to the dry cleaner, they have formaldehyde, even the clean ones, it's a form of formaldehyde. Mm -hmm. That's the stuff they put in you when you die to preserve you. So you you don't, it's not in your favor to be preserved while you're alive, okay? True story. So putting it on your body is the next way. Mm -hmm. And then there's all of these other things. You lie in your bed. There's flame retardants in your bed. That's an endocrine disruptor, messes up the thyroid in particular. So you lie on it, you breathe it in, your air, your water, maybe you live near a highway, a farm, a golf course, a processing plant, all of those are extremely toxic. Mm -hmm. So you're getting air quality and it's sinking into the ground. Uh, if you renovate your house and you have non-clean items, you're getting exposure through the VOCs that way. It's just, it sort of goes on and on. You know, you and I are sitting, we have microphones, it's plastic and uh, the keyboard is plastic. The mouse is plastic. These are all endocrine disrupting. Mm -hmm. And so we get exposed. It's very subtle, right? Off-gassing from furniture, vegan leather. Vegan leather is really big, except vegan leather, what is it? Plastic. Mm -hmm. So we get exposed in all these ways. And I know that you focus on the body. And so if your listeners are listening and going, well, how does that relate? If you're creaky, if your body isn't in great shape, if you can't optimize how you exercise because you don't have the stamina or you don't recover properly, all of these are issues. Toxins cause tremendous mitochondrial dysfunction. And what I mean by that is you're damn tired and you don't recover from exercise yeah. and your brain doesn't work well and you and you aren't can't build muscle and aren't strong because your mitochondria are dysfunctional or because you've stored tons of toxins in your fat bones and organs and now they aren't functioning properly mm -hmm. so anyone with osteoporosis is an automatic red flag for metals evaluation in our practice so the listeners it it, it influences the way your body works and the way your body recovers and then your long-term risk of disease it's mm -hmm. kind of everywhere have I horrified you yet? Man, man, when we are, everybody listening right now is just terrified. <laughs> I know, right? Like, what can, what's a girl to do? You know, you can't even, I'm like, we went to Peru a year ago, and Peru does not have safe drinking water. Nobody drinks the water in Peru. Like, you don't even really wash your vegetables and fruits, except with bottled water, but bottled water is all in plastic. So we go to Peru, and here I am, this like, pro-detox human and all I did for two weeks was drink from plastic water bottles. I yeah. said to my husband, I'm going to hell. Mm -hmm. That's it. I'm going to hell. I'm going to plastic hell. Mm -hmm. But it's possible to detox from it. You know, we came home and did sauna and and ate cleanly again, but it it is really challenging. It's, it, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a, something you got to be focused on. It's not like easy to just do. 
Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting that you brought up some of the different sources and things. One of the things that hits home to me, you know, is, is and I talked to you briefly before we got on here today, is, you know, uh, I live in and practice in Port St. Lucie, the fastest, one of the fastest growing cities in all of Florida. Um, in December, uh, I just moved into a brand new home. You know, there's the oh, homes are going God. up like crazy around here right now. And so one yeah. of the things that I do know is a factor is like, you know, moving into a brand new home, you do have a lot of those gases that are being let off yeah. by new furniture, the carpets, the paint on the walls. And, and yeah. uh, you know, that that goes that goes on for months in months, yes, you know, years. And, and, and you're you know exposed to all these things. So. So Let's that, talk about what to do. Let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So right? one one thing before, like what to do, I think I think as a lead up question would be, okay, you know, obviously all of us that are listening and all of us are in these environments and all of us can't avoid not being exposed to all these different toxins in our environment. How would you find out whether or not you're having issues like on a, on a clinical level, like the blood work yeah. that you specifically do, your analysis do you do? Like how, how do you find out? Okay, so, so again, if, if you're listening and you're like, wow, I'm in amazing health, I'm perfect. Okay, I'm not talking to you, honestly. Mm-hmm. If you have any type of issue from fatigue, low sex drive, difficulty losing weight, difficulty in any female region, meaning you have bad periods, messed up periods, you can't get pregnant, fertility challenges, you have anxiety, depression, OCD, you have brain fog, meaning your brain's not working the way you think it should be working. Mm-hmm. These are the symptoms, right? Or you have some diagnosed autoimmune disease, Hashimoto's, Graves disease, rheumatoid arthritis, multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's. If you have diabetes or a diagnosis of metabolic syndrome or polycystic ovarian syndrome or high blood pressure or cardiovascular disease or cancer of any type, you you can't really argue that you're in amazing shape right like something's going on you're living with it i have a family member who has high blood pressure thyroid dysfunction and diabetes and takes a bunch of medicine and they're like i'm great i'm like no you're on a bunch of medicines yeah they they say well it's controlled (laughs) they're controlled but they're not resolved we'll stop the med and we'll see what happens (laughs) exactly so we say that you're meant to be you are meant not just should be but you're meant to be vital vibrant healthy, alive, able and interested in intimacy until you are at least 100 and every decade should get better than the one before. Mm-hmm. And if you're not on that path, you've got toxins. You, you, you can do a bunch of fancy testing and I recommend you do testing so you know what you're dealing with, right? But you can assume that if you live on this earth, you've got toxins and the degree to which it impacts you is your lifestyle, your foods, your genetics, your epigenetics, like what's happened, that influences how bad it gets, but Mm -hmm. we're all getting exposed, death by a thousand cuts throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So the testing that you do, that we do, we test the, you can test blood for heavy metals. Blood testing only tells you if you had a recent exposure. So the kids in Flint, Michigan, their their lead is gonna be elevated, but you test me, I haven't, as far as I know, had a lead exposure. So unless uh, there is one way it could be elevated, but as long as you haven't had an exposure, you'll be negative. So that's kind of a useless test, right? Sure. There's one place in which it's elevated, and that's with people who have high lead levels in their bodies. They store it in their bones, 
especially in osteoporosis, but any time in your life, you're constantly reforming your bones. And as you reform it, you release that lead into your bloodstream. Mm -hmm. So if you're in the midst of reforming and you have lead in your bones, you're going to release it into your bloodstream, but otherwise you don't see it. So you can test for blood, but that's only for an acute exposure or if you're reforming bones. Typically we do urine testing and we do both provoked and unprovoked. Uh, get up and pee is the way you find out if you have arsenic. Kind of random. You would think you'd have to do something more, but it shows up in the urine. So you can see urine, arsenic, mm -hmm. not provoked, just get up and pee. And then we use something called DMSA, which is a binder, a heavy metal chelator to provoke the metals to come out. And then we measure over a period of time what came out. And that'll test for all those metals that we talked about, the mercury, the lead, arsenic, cadmium, thallium, uh, test all of them. And then if you're out of range, we treat you. And if you're in range, we watch you and test you every year or so just to make sure you're not getting ongoingly exposed. Mm -hmm. For mycotoxins, it's also a urine test. Uh, often we'll give you glutathione to ramp up the liver's ability to move the toxins, but you could even just take a hot bath and pee mm -hmm. and it'll release the, the mycotoxins. Those are the mold toxins. Yep. And then the other is literally just a urine test. You just pee and there you are. Mm -hmm. So it's all it's all a bunch of urine. You can do it through stool. You can do it through blood. Uh, you can do it through hair. I'm not a huge fan of any of those. The blood, as I mentioned, because it's only acute. It's mm -hmm. not chronic. It's not showing what you're storing. It's showing what is acute. The stool, nobody likes to deal with stool. Nobody's like, yay. Mm -hmm. Nobody's bothered by pee, but poop, they go crazy. So <laughs> nobody's like, give me a stool test. Okay. So we don't even use them. We don't have them in our practice. And then there's hair. And I'm not a fan of hair because it shows what you're voluntarily excreting. But if you're someone like me who's got crappy detox, you don't show it. Mm -hmm. And what's in, what's it's like the it's like the um, iceberg under the water, right? So you see this tiny amount, but what's really present is a overwhelming amount of toxins. And so I don't care for the hair because it's not a provoked test. It's only showing voluntary excretion. Got so it. those are the biggest ways, really, urine testing. And you've got to work with a functional medicine doctor. You cannot, you know, if you stroll into your PCP and go, test me for metals, you're going to do a blood a blood test. Mm -hmm. But again, that's only testing what's acute or whether you're reforming your bones. It's not testing your 30 years of mercury fillings. Yeah. That's not going to show up. I'm glad you brought that up because I did, I did do a... Um uh, Genova Diagnostic NutriVal test. And obviously mm -hmm. that's one of the things that they're looking for. And then all my levels were basically like a zero. There was like, and that just obviously, as you said, just means there's been no acute exposure to those metals uh, to yeah. my body as of late. But that doesn't really tell you, like I said, over my lifetime, whether I've had any exposure to those things. Right. And whether you're storing it, it's really like, are you, are you a loyal repository for, mm -hmm. for metals, mold, <laughs> other toxins? Are you hanging out with it? Got it. Yeah, I would. I'm, I'm personally too. I would be very interested in looking at the mycotoxins because, um, like I said, I moved into my new home. But prior to that, I think we did have some mold exposure, um, mm -hmm. and and I I can honestly tell you for sure, like nothing <clears throat> has changed regarding my sleep patterns, my my stress levels, or nothing's different in my personal life, my in in, in work life whatsoever. Um, my workouts, my diet, nothing has changed whatsoever. My thyroid is totally good. Like all my panels come back, but I can certainly say my metabolism has slowed down significantly to the level mm. where, you know, no matter what I do, like the 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 scale is not budging. So I, I think there yeah. might be some 
some exposure there on that level and and i'd be interested in looking at that for sure yeah honestly bill that that's like the number one you know every woman who can't lose weight thinks it's either their thyroid or they need to eat less or move more and and i'm saying yes you need to eat right and you need to move your body because we're meant to do those things but if you do everything right and you don't have the ideal body that you believe you're supposed to have, you have a toxins issue and they hang out in your fat. You store them in your fat mm-hmm. and the body's smarter than we are. We are not going to lose a pound of fat until we lose the toxins stored in the fat. So you Makes really sense. do hit on something. And also because you live in a new home, the other category is pretty big too. Yeah, for sure. Because you know, your, your home can poison you. Mm-hmm. All right. So then following into question number two, what do we do about it? You know, like we're exposed yes. to these stuff and, um, you know, um, potentially we get we get the test back and it shows there's 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 stuff going on. Like what are you know, what are the best ways in order to detoxify mm. our bodies and get this out of us? OK, so I was just this morning talking to Lynn Patrick, who teaches courses on environmental exposures to providers and is now launching a, a consumer wing also. So she said this brilliant thing in environmental medicine. We either take the environmental toxin away from the person or we take the person away from the environmental toxicant. Mm-hmm. So one of the two. So you have to decrease. Think of it. I always think of it like a like a, a funnel, like don't fill up the pump with toxins. So so when you look at that, you have agency over a lot of it. Most people are not going to up and move. Right. So you're not going to pick up and move. And then you're just going into a new scenario so mm-hmm. with who knows what. So work on one, eating food that's minimally processed, not packaged, organic. If you eat flesh, make it grass fed, eliminate plastic water bottles, mm-hmm. filter your water and minimize or eliminate your alcohol. Seven things around what you're putting into your body. Okay. okay. Then all these things you put on your body. If you don't know that they're certified by the Environmental Working Group, which is literally the bee's knees for for evaluation and, and, and certification, ewg.org, it's an app, you can go on the desktop, doesn't matter, but look up your products. Maybe you nailed it, but most of the time you probably didn't. So whenever you're running out of your product and per, uh, perfume, scent, aftershave, aftershaves, all of those are highly toxic. Mm-hmm. Candles level up as you're running out of something. It's not probably not going to move the needle unless you're like me and you buy a two-year supply of something because you put it on auto ship and then you kind of overshot. Mm-hmm. If you're like me, then yeah, it might be <laughs> I mean impactful to intervene sooner. But if you're like, oh, I just have this one package to use up, use it up. You know, most people are not on an unlimited budget, so you're not going to just throw away money. Use it up, and when you're done, that's an opportunity. Use EWG, use Think Dirty, level it up, get a better product. You don't have to be perfect, but be better. Be better. Okay. And then the around you thing. So a 1989 study in Massachusetts showed that one out of every six deaths could be tracked back to air or water quality. Come on, Bill. That was in 1989. We're almost 40 years past that, and it's worse. Way worse, so, I have to imagine. <clears throat> filter your air. Filter your water. If you're going to do construction, there are sites like, uh, I think it's called greenbuildingsupply.com, and they have vetted all products that are clean, so they don't off-gas. So when you're doing construction, you can do construction cleanly. It costs more, okay? But then you don't have the costs on the other side to remove it. 
the right. detox the detox I've been involved in for four years is ex, it's expensive. Like man, I could you know I could have renovated my kitchen with the money I spent on getting healthy. Yeah. So it's much easier to prevent a problem than it is to react once you have the problem. So if you live in a place that's off-gassing, you're going to want to get air filters in every room. Uh, I always say to people, bake it. So before you move in or, or when you're able to leave for a few days, jack up the heat as high as it'll go and close the windows. Summertime in Florida is a good time to do it. You're going to bake it. Mm -hmm. And you essentially bake off a lot of the toxins and then open the windows for two weeks to let it air out mm -hmm. and then go back into it. So you're you're trying to move as many toxins out as possible. It's not 100%, but between filtering your air and then leveling up, don't wear shoes in your home. Because think if you've been all over Kingdom Come, you're tracking heavy metals in, you're tracking pollen, allergens, contaminants, you're tracking a whole bunch of stuff through your home. So take off your shoes mm -hmm. and wash down your floors. And if you live in a house built before 1978, do not be a DIY weekend warrior. Don't decide to strip the paint. Don't decide to cut into the walls because every time you disturb the paint underneath, you expose yourself to lead. Mm -hmm. So don't do that. Refrain. Refrain. Okay? And if you're going to do it, be completely covered. Again, your skin is your biggest organ and it's going to absorb. So be completely covered. Wear a mask. Have an air filter going. Open the windows. And essentially think of yourself like a hazmat unit and divest everything that you've been wearing if you've done a DIY project in a lead can a lead containing home. Mm -hmm. There's so many things you can do, but sort of the low hanging fruit is don't drink alcohol. I stopped doing my nails. It killed me. I used to have the most gorgeous, mm -hmm. beautiful designs. And I was like, you know what? I have high levels in my body. And I'm, so try, try not to fill up the pump with the toxins so you don't have to get rid of them. Mm -hmm. Are there any, any other like uh, supplemental things that you can do as far as like, uh, you know, like charcoal, uh, yes. binders and things like that to try to excrete yes. this out of your body as well? Yeah. So there's tons of things you can do. Let's talk about what's foundational. Foundational. Get enough sleep. When you sleep in the deep sleep, the cells in your body shrink. And that means the space in between them gets bigger. And that means that you're able to actually drain out the toxins. So, you know, a bunch of Americans are like, oh, I only need five hours of sleep. I'm like, no, dude, you need yeah, more, right? <laughs> right? You, everybody needs more. We're chronically underslept. So get more sleep, get track your sleep, make sure you're getting deep sleep. That's proper for you, REM sleep. So sleep, move your body, get sweaty. Mm -hmm. Eat food that's good for you. Don't be a stress ball. And make sure you have relationships with others so you're not isolated and lonely because that's a huge risk factor for disease. That's the foundational work. And then we get to, okay, what can you put in your mouth to do stuff? This is where it gets into kind of categorical. So there's stuff you can do on your own. All the things we've talked about so far you can do on your own. Can you take charcoal? Sure. Should you take charcoal with your other supplements? No, it's a binder. You yeah. won't then absorb your other supplements. So uh, things you can do on your own, you can do fiber. There's a fantastic fiber. We actually sell it, it's called Lean and Clean. And it's uh, the Propylmanin Conjac fiber. And that fiber binds to all the strains of mycotoxins and helps clear out the gut of heavy metals. Cool, you can do that and you won't hurt yourself, right? You're Fiber, you're just taking fiber. I wouldn't necessarily recommend that people do hardcore detoxes without oversight of a functional medicine doctor because you want to test don't guess you want to know what are the levels 
Is it effective? Are you treating the most important issue? Is it working? Mm -hmm. Right? So there's so many things that we use in our practice, but I tend not to recommend them on a podcast because I don't want you just doing that. If you do metals and you do binders, you can deplete your, your nutrients. So you want to make sure that you're taking nutrients, that you're not binding away your nutrients and that you're doing what you ultimately want to do, which is bind the, bind the toxicants and not bind your minerals and nutrients and make you nutrient deficient or, or malnourished. Mm -hmm. So it's important to have, you know, no human is an island. Don't do this alone. Yeah, I mean, like, it's kind of like the advice of, like, the, the DIY for your house, you know, like, you know, when it comes to your health, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people that think, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go online and Google something and research it, and then I'm just going to jump in and start doing the things that are recommended online, and then they, they get into trouble because they yeah. they start doing things that are unhealthy for them, and there's blind spots, and they don't know what to look for, and so it's always important to have a professional who's going to be your guide, you know, in my opinion, and finding somebody that's reputable and doing your yeah. research on them because you never want to put your health into the, the hands of somebody that you don't know is a good reputable person to be doing that as well. So um, those are really, really good, good insights though, for sure, as far as things that you can do on your own uh, to avoid the toxins and avoid the exposure and, you know, do some, some minimal things to, to help clear some of those toxins. Out the foundational things are very impactful. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're someone who's chronically underslept and then you get more rest, you will improve your health. Mm -hmm. Like, and if you're someone who drinks, let's, can we talk about alcohol? Cause it's super unpopular. I don't know if your listeners will be like, I'm not going to listen any longer. No, I mean, alcohol is a big deal. I mean, we are a alcohol based society as far as when we yeah. go out and socialize and do things like everything is, is centered around alcohol lots of times. So it's a big deal. Yeah. So if you're, if you're female, you cannot process alcohol the same rate as men. So if you go out with someone who's male and they drink a drink and you keep up with them, it's really bad news for your health. Mm -hmm. So women don't process alcohol at the same rate as men. So that's one thing. And two, it's around one to three drinks a week, not one to three drinks a day. Yeah. Okay. And remember, if you're drinking alcohol, you're not doing your other detox because you have what I'll call a clear and present danger right now because alcohol can kill you. So mm -hmm. if you, you can drink yourself to death so don't do that right like minimize or eliminate so wherever you are the goal would be either go dry or go 50 percent of where you are mm -hmm. because it's so harmful for you yeah well I'm, uh, that's like one of the things when i d discuss weight loss with patients and they're like well what about drinking i go at the end of the day if your body's going to choose between burning fat and burning alcohol it's going to get rid of the alcohol all the time because yeah. it's it's a poison in your body essentially and your body yeah. your, your body is always going to choose that first for sure so alcohol will I, sabotage weight loss any day of the week i have a friend i have a friend who um who's irish mm -hmm. and he was telling me the story i'm jewish he's irish and he's telling me the story that his brother died from a, a brain tumor unfortunately and when his brother was at the doctor he said to the doctor hey doc what about alcohol and the doctor's like I don't think you should be drinking alcohol. And he really did have an alcohol issue. So he, he goes home and my friend said to the doctor, I think you missed something here because we're Irish and we don't consider beer to be alcohol. Because <laughs> he went home and his brother was drinking beer. And he said to his brother, like the doctor said no alcohol. And his brother goes, 
beer isn't alcohol. Yeah. And he's like, it is alcohol. So for any of the listeners who grew up like my friend grew up where beer is not alcohol, beer is alcohol. So if you're going to cut down, it's not like cut down your scotch or your whiskey <laughs> or your rye or your mixed drink and supplant it and replace it with alcohol. Nope. I'm sorry. Replace it with beer. Beer counts. So yeah. beer and wine are alcohol and you do want to cut mm -hmm. everything down. And there's all that hype out there, you know, drinking, you know, one to two glasses of wine every single night is good for your heart, you know, and no, I mean, I, I would completely disagree with that 100 yeah. percent for sure. Yeah, there's other ways to protect your heart, yeah. honestly, like, you know, go for a long walk and spend 20 minutes stress reducing. That's better for your heart than drinking alcohol. Mm -hmm. It's certainly better for your liver. A lot of really good tips today for the listener out there that's saying, man, that's it seems overwhelming, you know, between all the environmental things that she's recommending I do and everything else like that. Like mm -hmm. what what's like one like really big thing that, you know, I always say, like, what's the one thing somebody can easily do tomorrow to make like a nice impact on their toxicity levels? Yeah, I would I would say either pick what you're putting in your body and level it up wherever possible, eat organic, minimally processed, not packaged. Or if you're like, oh, that's a little bit too overwhelming, then as you run out of beauty products, self-care, personal products, level them up. Mm-hmm. As you run out. So it's not, look, if you're listening and you're like, oh, I got three personal assistants and money's no object, cool. Then get rid of everything all at once and sick your personal assistants on leveling to the highest level possible. Mm -hmm. But if you are like me and you pay attention to what you're spending, then as you run out of something, that's the time to level up on it. Mm -hmm. okay? and, and or I, yeah. filter your air. Filter your air, filter your water to the highest level that your budget allows. Okay. And one more time for the listeners, where would they go in order to find out products that are safe in order yeah. to be using? EWG.org okay. is Environmental Working Group. I think they're the bee's knees. There's also, meaning the best in class, there's also Think Dirty, which is a great app that allows you to scan things okay. as you're on the go. EWG has an app and Think Dirty has an app. So either one, they're both um, Android and iOS compatible. Mm -hmm. So I would get either one of those. You know, it's like doesn't matter what you use you just have to do something right like and and like when i went to peru and we drank from plastic water bottles you you live on this earth and you know we flew on a plane to get there and we got the toxins from the plane you're never going to be perfect mm -hmm. perfect is not the goal leveling up wherever possible is the goal and one step at a time mm -hmm. one step at a time and and you, know, you think about okay if every week i make one small change at the end of the year, it's an unrecognizable distance that you've traveled. Yeah. Yeah. When people try to do everything all at the same time, they become overwhelmed, no. they get frustrated, and no. they quit. And that doesn't do anybody any good for sure. Right. Right. So it, I always say to people, Rome wasn't built in a day. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be built in a day. You're not going to transform your health unless you have three personal assistants and unlimited funds. Mm -hmm. That's not most people listening, right? Most of us are like, I got to order this. Great. That's an opportunity. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. That's an opportunity to mm -hmm. level up in that moment. Mm-hmm right to get present and level up so i would say pick one of those things get really good at it and then layer on another thing mm -hmm. one by one and get help right like don't be an island get help this is what we do that's mm -hmm. why it's it's really what we do right this is we're all about helping people so come find us yeah as far as access to you within your practice do you take people uh via telemedicine or or is yeah. it in person tell tell the yeah, listeners so it's how to a find little out about you it's a little bit of both. So in Massachusetts, they're pretty strict. So you have to either be a Massachusetts resident 
or be in person for your first visit. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you can be telemedicine once you've established care. Gotcha. So we have an, we have an insurance based practice. Mm -hmm. And then because functional medicine takes longer to do, right? It can't do it in seven minutes, which is the national average. Our intake is an hour. Our follow-up is a half hour. So oh, yeah. we have a membership layered on top of that because otherwise we, we couldn't keep our doors open. Yeah. I, I believe functional medicine is the future for sure. The, yeah. the antiquated old medical models we can see uh, as diseases on the rise and morbidities on the rise. And we yeah. rank almost dead last in every health category in any civilized nation in the world. We can see clearly what we're doing right now is is failing and not working it's broken so yeah um, leaders like you and, and others out there obviously have to come to the forefront to, to make the world a healthier place so I I do uh, praise you you know for what you're doing and things like that that's it's it's really admirable for sure thank you I mean you're in it too we're yeah, in it together for sure so where can the listeners go to find out more information about you you have any sites any social media handles they can go follow you on Sure. So there's three great places to find us on. One, we have a podcast called The Five Journeys Feel Freaking Amazing Podcast. I changed the name mid-podcast and drove my podcast producer nuts, but it's really the Feel Freaking Amazing Podcast because <laughs> that's what you're meant to be is feel freaking amazing. Mm -hmm. So that's one. If uh, we have a bricks and mortar, so if you're like, oh, I want to be a patient, that's fivejourneys.com. That's the medical practice. Okay. But if you live in Timbuktu or you're not coming up to Massachusetts anytime soon, we also have an online brand called Dirty Girl Detox. Mm -hmm. And actually I have a free gift for the listeners, which is dirtygirldetox.com forward slash gift. Okay. And um, from that site, you can take a quiz to understand how toxic are you. You can get education. You can get chapter one of the book. You can get involved in the community. So it's it depends what what where people are. We're trying to meet you where you are. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And where can they find your book at? Best place is my boyfriend, Amazon. Nice. <laughs> my husband's like, your boyfriend, right? I'm like, yeah, my boyfriend, <laughs> Jeff, right? So go to Amazon, that's if, especially if you're Prime, that's the easiest way. It also comes in Kindle. And within the next year, I'll record the audio book, although I'm very lax on that. <laughs> I haven't done it yet. Absolutely. That's how I get to my get my uh, information as I'm running down the street is listening to my uh, listening to my, um, my my audio podcast. So that's, that's yeah. definitely the way. Yeah. Well, Dr. Wendy, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. I know my listeners are going to get a ton out of it. I'm sure I'm going to get bombarded by a ton of questions from my patients that listen to my podcast and uh, all the other people across the nation and world that listen to it. So thank you so much for your time. I wish you nothing but the best in your future. And I'm sure we'll probably have a second follow up down the road uh, as we kind of dive a little bit more into toxins and environment and how we can get rid of them and live longer, healthier lives. Great. Thank you, Bill. My pleasure being here. And thanks for having me on. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day. Take care. You too. Thank you.